Jane's podcast number 897. Could that be right? Oh my god, I will make 900. Hmm. It is Saturday morning. I am at Mossport. And, uh, yeah, not quite 10. Sipping on a second coffee. The cars have been out in the track since uh, 8 this morning doing the uh, various practices and qualifying. Uh, a lot of cars, a lot of races, a lot going on. Uh, I Yesterday I went up to corner 2 without my chair just to uh, check it out. And uh, I haven't been back since. Uh, that's the, well, it's the preferred spot for viewing, but... Um, I'm just enjoying. I, I've got my camping spot that I've had for four years now, exactly the same spot. Nobody in front of me. And where I'm sitting now, I've got a clear angle to where they're just coming out of the pits. Uh, it's sort of a short straightaway leading into corner two. And there's a dip, and I just see the cars as they race by. So it's not what you'd call a prime viewing spot. Well, actually it is. <laughs> uh, and the wonderful thing is nobody's been able to park in front of me. It's a, the, the ground here is at a slope, and I'm sort of just at the edge where, you know, it's uh, it'll be too slopey to park a motorhome. Uh, but I've got a couple of trailers in front of me, but they're off to the right. They're not blocking my view at all. And a few cars are sort of blocking access, so nobody could wheel anything in front of me. So it's a, it's a great feeling of security, and, and that's why I get here early. I was here by noon on Friday, and I knew where to head, you know, through the gates and through the tunnel and straight up there, past the washrooms and then up to that hill. And sure enough, there was Donnie's vehicle. Donnie's my buddy who I met four years ago. Um... Sometimes races. He was the tank mechanic over in Afghanistan. Now I haven't seen him yet because he's busy working on a, on a car. Somebody else is racing. But I just got invited over by uh, his buddy uh, to come and join them tonight around the fire because the the driver who's racing today and tomorrow uh, will be there and the whole crew. So uh, they had a bit of a party last night, but I stuck to myself last night. I uh, Boy, boy, it was nice. Um, I ate a um, quarter of a cookie, uh, cookies that I bought, you know, more than two years ago. And I'm never sure, are these the, uh, the ones for the body stone or the headstone? And I guess it was the headstone because uh, uh, I was high the whole the whole time. And, and, a, and, a, and a beautiful, lately, the, the past few times I've got high. Have been so blissfully enjoyable. Uh, it's quite incredible, and I, I think it's to do with my my overall headspace too. Is not just the weed, uh, but well, there's a lot of things going on there. And and anyway, um, we'll, we'll just leave that for now. Suffice to say, I had a good time. And then last night, moved my chair in front of the vehicle and uh, tilted back, looked up at this giant sky, because you're really out in a, like it's a field, basically, here. And um, 
it's just nice to have this space all around. And I had my um, old iPhone with my uh, music on shuffle as I rave about every podcast. And God damn it, does that ever work nicely? It was just one. Because there's a mix. You go from jazz to classical to blues to rock to ween. Lots of ween to break things up. But uh, God damn, it's good fun. And just in a, in a happy, free space. So anyway, like I say, I recorded or thought I had recorded um, a 20-minute start yesterday, and I'd never pushed the button of the second time, and uh, laughed it off. Didn't really matter at all. So here we are, and the name of the game is have, have, have a nice, relaxing, fun time. How much of the races I even watch is kind of almost secondary. I do like going down in the evening into the pits to uh, look at the cars, you know, talk to the crew sometimes and uh, the drivers but uh, last night no 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 I'm just gonna just chill the whole evening and uh, boy boy that that was so nice um so I don't know if there's a whole much whole lot more to say I'm not gonna go around recording sounds like I've done in the past in fact I think the last race I never even released it that's right um, I am, I am sort of reached a new stage when I'm in a very good space. I'm not going to interrupt myself to tell you about it. And I think this is the thing that happened when I went to Pinery. I was trying, remember when I was, <laughs> a very short time ago when I was uh, going to quit podcasting, really what it was about was, um, I'm going to not podcast when I'm really in a happy space maybe is that it when when I don't want to interfere with the present moment and and that's what I was trying to explain and it was very hard to explain that I was worried about this podcasting thing the thing I'm doing right now talking to you puts a layer between me and reality and as difficult as as it is to make the connection excuse me um that there's been a breakthrough there and, and it started at Pinery when I just didn't want to record and I want to just sit by my fire and then on Thursday when I went in and failed my driving test uh you'll hear about that in the last podcast previous one um, and then instead went and got high in uh, Denison Square in uh, Kensington Market. And that was significant. It, it was. And, and, you know, whether or not I can't explain it or even need to bother. Well, I mean, I should. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest on these podcasts, which I think is what I've tried to do, I, I should not just say, eh, eh, I know and you don't. But, but it's as if there have been breakthroughs and under again and I know this sounds kind of oh my god hokey fake whatever but just a better understanding of uh, no what's reality sorry ah hey it's open space (laughs) 
Somebody apologizing for walking by. I mean, it's just a field. <laughs> it's no campground. <laughs> oh, it's good to be a Mossport. It's good to be back. It's good to have this thing. This is my thing. Fuck you. This is my thing. And I think that's the other thing that uh, that uh, enjoyed it. It's nice coming alone. Now, next time, I'm coming in June, and the, uh, the Nova Scotia guy is going to be joining me. That's big news. You probably won't hear a podcast from it. Um... But that's the vintage car races, and this Cliff is a guy who just, I mean, he loves cars. He's got um, a very high-end BMW. He's got an older, had the old 2002 BMW. I don't know. He's got a Triumph TR6 or something. I don't know. <laughs> I've been in all of them, racing around with him. He, he can drive fast, too, and especially on the back roads. Nova Scotia. Whoa. And I remember once in his old BMW... Um, he raced, he had to get me to catch a train in London from Leamington, Ontario. He was, uh, he was a biologist at Point Pelee National Park, one of his first jobs. And he just raced, I mean, really raced and got me just to catch that train on time. So, uh, anyway, it's good to celebrate. He's one of, he's one of my lifelong friends. He goes back to Lachine High, my final grade 11 class, 65, 66. So that's a real old buddy. And uh, it'll be nice to be uh, seeing him. And I know he will enjoy uh, the races. I'm just thinking about, oh, my God, like it's, this, is, uh, this vehicle has become such a one-man vehicle. I don't clean up. I leave things lying around. But when you've got two people and you're going to create sleeping space for two people, you got to start getting organized. So I'm going to have to take a lot of stuff out. I'm going to have to buy a new table. My chair, I guess I didn't tell you. Yeah, I did on the previous podcast. My chair ripped. The second side ripped. The first one was repaired. That's holding. The second one ripped. So I have to uh, get that repaired before he arrives in a month. And uh, get a table for cooking on. A small, collapsible table. Um, okay, anyway, you don't need to know that, do you? And just um, happiness... You know, whether or not I grab a chair and go up to corner two or just kind of hang out here. <laughs> now, what I've been told is they have little carts that you can uh, go up to and say, can you take me to this corner? And they'll drive you there, drop you off, which is a nice little service. So I may be trying that. Uh, but meanwhile, I'm going to finish my coffee and I've got my copy of Zen Soup. Tasty Morsels of Wisdom. From Great Minds to East and West by Lawrence G. Bolt. And I've, I've, I've talked about this book before many times on the Dixon Chains podcast. It is my favorite. And um, I, I, I go back and I read over the same thing time and time again. And each time it becomes a little more clear. It resonates a little stronger. And uh, I think, yeah, 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 I get that. Uh, so I, I've been dealing with... Here's the essence of what's going on. This need to, this need for approval, the need that I have for approval. Like I very often have imagined scenarios when CBC or somebody is interviewing me. Like, why didn't we know about you before? You know, and me saying, "Hey, come on now, twenty years, twenty, twenty-four years of doing a zine—that that counts for something. Fifteen, sixteen years of doing a podcast." Uh, I'm a creative. I'm a little bit 
I would, I'm not eccentric, but I've certainly led an interesting life. And, I, and I'm asking for, looking for... There, there, there's this word I always forget. Uh, some kind of... It's like reassurance. Um, you'll know the word. I've used it many times and forgotten just as many. Um, re- validation. Validation. I'm looking for validation in my life. And this Zen book and getting into those concepts is about the idea of you don't fucking need validation, man. Just accept yourself for who you are. And um, that that's... That's what I'm still working on. You know, I don't need... I, th- th- what you do need is to be enjoying the life you're living, especially in your in your later years. Wow. Those ones are noisy. What would that be? Let's just... Before I get into the Zen, let's find out. You go by... First of all, you look at the time, and it's just turned 10. So who's out on the track at 10 o'clock? On Saturday morning, you go to the schedule. Are you with me? Is you following the logic so far? And 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Ooh, this is the Emzone Radical Cup Canada qualifying. Ooh, now 10.45 is race number one, super production challenge. Now, I should head for that. All right. That's why we have a program. I should head up and watch the first race. Super production challenge. Um. And this is a new series, the Radical Cup. I believe they're all similar cars. And it's something they've been promoting. They've got them in the States and here. Uh, a new class of car. I guess that's it. Now, who's in Super Production Challenge? Let's see. Super Production Challenge. We'll turn to the entry list here. Sports Car Championship. No. Super Production Challenge. Here we are. What kind of cars have we got? Nissan 370, Honda Civic, VW Jetta. Doesn't sound exciting. BMW 330. Those are nice. Hyundai. Uh, Camaro. All right. We've got a Chevrolet Camaro from uh, Trois-Rivières. Ford Mustang. Okay. Okay. Lexus, BMW 235. A lot of Nissan 370s and an Acura. All right. So that's one we'll watch. That's one we'll watch. Anyway, uh, I want to wind up. What was I going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to read a piece to you from the section of self-confidence, which I have lacked my entire life. The good news is, the flip side, it's forced me to do things to build my confidence. And I'm grateful for that. I really am. I've talked about that before, that, you know, that's what drove me to Nigeria, Japan, and so on, this need to prove something so here we go genuine self-confidence is not a matter of puffed up ego asserting superiority Mm -hmm. rather it is recognizing the intrinsic worth of all human beings including yourself respect the dignity and inherent worth of all human beings regardless of their station in life or outer accomplishments, and you will respect yourself. Recognize the resourcefulness, creativity, and ability inherent in all human beings, and you can't help but value your own gifts and abilities. Now that makes sense. 
But uh, here's a kicker to follow. The opposite of self-confidence is not insecurity or inadequacy, but self-consciousness. Feelings of insecurity and inadequacy are only symptoms, the inevitable result of self-conscious thinking. Stop the mental chatter and your natural self-confidence returns. Okay. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm pleased with uh, that clip and all the other things I've read. I'm pleased with uh, my life overall. I am grateful indeed. Scarborough Dude. Signing out from Mossport. Take care. Bye for now. Chick, chick, chick. You know who has a better opening than that is my friend Kenneth. He's got this kind of funny, a little bit quirky, jokey kind of, hello, something like that. You'd have to listen to his show to get it right, but it's just, I mean, it's deliberately quirky. Uh, but it's it's warming and welcoming too. <laughs> you know, this guy's a nut. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna like this. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, God damn, folks, boys and girls. I'm just stumbled on another passage in uh, my Zen Soup book. This one on creativity, and uh, I have a piece here that's highlighted in yellow. The yellow is so old it's faded. I've had this book for a long time. But here we are, it's on a uh, chapter called Creativity. To live is to create. While consciously creating, we move in harmony with life, actively participating with the creative power that is the universe. There is no conflict between consciously creating your life and, quotation marks, letting things happen. Going to repeat that sentence for the slow learners out there like myself. There is no conflict between consciously creating your life and letting things happen. Boy, I love that one. Um, and I understand it. I mean, I, I know what that means. Indeed, creation is what is happening, and we are happening. To the extent that we are consciously creating our own lives. Rather than viewing ourselves as static objects tossed about by the waves of life, we can identify ourselves with the vast ocean of existence and consciously participate in what it is doing. The it referring to the... That's right, the vast ocean (laughs) of existence. You knew that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's a good one. Good one. Creativity is not a special genetic endowment reserved for a favored few. Good to know because we certainly, the way people, the way we pay people, we um, behave as if that is true. Creativity is not a special genetic endowment reserved for a favored few. That's not creativity, but I'd say talent might be and skill might be. All right. Neither it is the objects or events it produces. Okay, well, so it's not the special endowment, but it's not the objects or the events, the concerts, the dishes, the cups, it produces. Creativity is fundamentally an attitude 
toward life. It requires equal parts receptivity and resourcefulness. Requires equal parts receptivity. Uh huh. Okay, I get that. And resourcefulness. Okay. An openness to intuition. Yes, yes, yes. And ideas. And a readiness to put them to work. Boy, I should share this with the men's group. Um, spontaneous and disciplined, flexible and focused, the creative life is a marriage of opposites. Spontaneous and disciplined, flexible and focused. Hmm, opposites. A creative life, a creative approach to life begins with the recognition that we have all that we need if we but if we know if we but know what to do with it we have all that we need it's already here nothing drains creativity like the thought that we are lacking either in our inner or outer resources that drains the creativity yet it is on precisely these kinds of thoughts <laughs> uh, that we too often dwell. We too often dwell on what we are lacking, yes. The innate creativity which every human being is heir to returns to all who will give up complaining about the hand they have been dealt and learn to play the one they have. Give up cre- Oh boy, oh boy. Because I'm, I'm, yeah, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. That's a good one. Uh, Mozart, there's a quote, I'll just finish off the page, as a quote by Mozart. Of course, this the, each little chapter, there's only three or four paragraphs, is followed by quotes. This one, neither a lofty degree of intelligence nor imagination nor both together go into, go into the making of genius. Love, love, love. That is the soul of genius. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a nice one, Dan Don? All right. Oh, my God. That was only five minutes? Well, I guess so, eh? Uh, two races ended with uh, crashes and uh, had to be red flagged. Uh, and um, I don't know if I mentioned I had just a few crumbs from another from a new cookie this time. Uh, and uh, I appear to be high. Hmm. Scarborough dude, yours truly. Your reporter signing off from the races at Mossport. Feeling pretty, 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 pretty damn good. Bye for now. Yeah, so uh, here's what happened. I'm sitting, you know, I've got the uh, awning out. I've got, I'm in the recliner. I've got the chair with the broken seat and a table beside me so I could use the table. Uh, and I got my Zen book and I've got uh, my iPhone keys, you know, just stuff. And I got a, a cold drink, one of these uh, lemonade brisk things. Anyway, I just can't get up 
to move. Uh, just it's okay, man. I'm, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's nice here, you know. Why do I have to get up and go and uh, reclaim my chair in corner two? So I sit and uh, you know I'm amusing myself. I'm comfortable. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll go up there soon. But that involves, you know, I'm wearing my short pants. Well, shorts are okay. I don't mind showing your brace. People will be more sympathetic to you, you know, get out of your way faster. Um, and so I'll just hobble on up there. And brace on, shoes on, close the door, lock up, and uh, I get right to corner two. And there's one of these little vehicles, you know, these courtesy shuttles going all around the place. And um, I see the guy there, and, you know, I ask him, uh, you know, was there one of these that goes up to uh, Moss Corner? And he said, well, where's that? And I thought he should have known, but anyway. Uh, you know, turn six, around turn six. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I could take you. And so, well, you know, I was on my way to get my chair, uh, I don't, I don't quite get that far. And this guy offers to me, and I think, well, what? Yeah, hey. But before this happened, okay, <laughs> I'm telling the story out of order. If I was writing, I'd move paragraphs, but can't do that when you're talking, unless you want to do a lot of editing work. And who wants to do that? Going back, just before I left to go up the hill to corner two. Um, the radio, they have a, they have an announcement system here. It's quite good, announcing all the races, drivers, everything that happens, all the accidents. Um, it said, severe storm warning over Clarington, which is where we are. Severe storm warning uh, due in half an hour. So please gather up your things, you know, secure your tents, do whatever you have to do. And I realize, oh, that's kind of important news. This guy sounds quite serious. He repeats himself. Severe store warning right over Clarington. Um, so I methodically fold up the broken chair, put it in the back of the van, uh, take the carpet, roll that up, put it back in the road track, uh, grab the crank, hook it up, and undo or rewind, wind in my awning. Because, boy, you got a wind with that thing and that's flapping like hell. It might, you might rip it right off. You'd do some damage to the cross beams anyway. Something. Would not be a good thing. Got that done. Last chair, folded that up. And then I start. Now you can go back to that other paragraph where I meet this guy at the top of the hill. <laughs> he gives me a ride to Moss's Corner. It's a great ride. It's through the tunnel, which I've never been through. I'm looking at it right now from where I sit. Uh, in fact, where I spent 20 minutes tonight. <laughs> that comes later in the story. Yeah, I was in that tunnel. I was trapped in the tunnel. A tent blew across the opening. Nobody could get out of the tunnel. But, sorry, now we're on our way going through the tunnel. The storm hasn't hit yet, all right? We're on our way. It still looks Okay. This kind guy, I'm chatting with him. He lives in the area. He's a volunteer, you know, da-da-da. Takes me all the way up to the top of the hill where there are grandstands. I think, this is great. Bleachers to sit in. And they're half, they're empty, you know. I mean, there's plenty of room. 
So, and it's a great view of Moss Corner. You can see the cars coming up from the distance. You can see them right. You're right at the U there. Wow. Great. I finally made it to corner two. Meanwhile, I'm looking around and the sky is repeating. Now I'm in a different part of the park altogether, okay? I'm at Moss Corner. Try and stay with me. <laughs> I'm nowhere near corner two or my road trek or anything else. I'm as far away as you can get, okay? And people are starting to look a little nervous, and I see them starting to walk faster, and people getting in their cars, locking doors, and everybody is a bit of a hubbub going on. Something's happening. And so I go figure, whoa, I've got to reclaim my chair before it's blown away, the chair that's sitting waiting on corner two, and still is, I hope. Got to reclaim my chair and, uh, you know, get back there. But holy fuck, I can't walk this distance, incredible distance, up and down hills through tunnels, all the fuck across this park. I can't do that. So... I began to panic a little bit. Ken, everything was doing so well. You were so pleased. You said, I, you, you've been saying for telling Bruce, I want to get to Moss Corner. They got these free shuttle rides. I should do that. Finally, I walk up to a guy. He's not, it's not even his route. And he says, sure, I'll do it. And I think this is, the stars are aligning everything. The waves have parted. Here we go. Straight to Moss's Corner. Then I start thinking when I get the signs are and you can start to feel the wind change and the sky is really dark all around and you're starting to feel a little bit of that rain. Holy fuck. There's no sign of any other carts here. Everybody's going to be in a panic to move. They're all going to be taken. I won't get a ride home. And I'm thinking that fucker who dropped me off should have realized an old man with a cane Stuck out here. He's not thinking that way, you know. That in an ideal world, no. In in the real world, he just buggers off. He's dropped me off. He's buggered off. He's done his job. I'm happy. I said thanks a lot. You made. I said you made my day. I said you made my day. Of course, he's driving away happy. He's not going to wait around. <laughs> anyway, I'm waiting and I'm starting to panic and I'm just saying, oh fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm a corner two. There's no shelter here. It's forever to get home. I wouldn't even know if I could find my way. Um, I, I Can I call one of these and then realize, oh, my God, I don't have my phone with me either. I forgot my phone. I see two headlights coming. I get in the middle of his pathway and I flag my arms. I'm waving. I'll stop an airplane at this point. No fucking way you are going without me on that thing. It's full. It's completely full. I said, I really need a ride. And one of the foul-mouthed 17-year-olds moved over. (laughs) And uh, I got a seat. I I got a seat. And a big... Big, fat, good, fun guy driving this thing, and it starts to rain. And we we got a long way. I'm telling you, it's a long way. Uh, that rain starts to really drive. We are soaked. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God I don't have my phone with me. I've got my good uh, Southwester hat. Well, it's not a Southwester. It's the one I got in Australia. I want a Sour Doy. Sour Boy? Sour Doe? No. Grover. Grover Man? Whatever. One of those things. Um, that I could edit out. Thank you. Um, anyway, getting soaked, we get towards the tunnel. I go, oh, this is exciting. Now, okay, remember the tunnel earlier that I went through? Yeah, okay. Well, now we're back at the tunnel. Traffic has stopped. We're outside. That rain is blistering down. This driver, 
sits, waits. We're stuck in the rain. He gets his little, this little golf court, you know, with three rows of seats. He gets his little golf court, passes a car and finds an open space and gets us inside the tunnel during the height of the storm. Scarborough dude, yours truly, the guy who only moments ago was completely fucked, stuck up at corner two, or I mean Moss's corner. Holy fuck, and it's raining, and the storm that they promised is now here. What the fuck am I going to do? Flag that guy down. It was the best ride. You couldn't imagine how chuckled I was to be sitting, riding out the storm, safely tucked inside the tunnel. This is one of these corrugated iron, you know, Tunnels like a bomb shelter. It was just like a bomb shelter. Sitting there right in the middle, dry. My seat was warm from the batteries underneath. Ah, thank you. He comes out of that tunnel. I look up. I see my road trek. And I say, if you can just let me off at the corner, that'd be great. Him being kind. If I could drive you up there, I would. But meanwhile, we've just driven through eight inches deep of water. Holy fuck. This place flooded out. This is panic. This storm hit hard. It hit hard. And I was just blessed to get a ride at just the moment I needed a ride and uh, ride out the storm in the tunnel. There you go. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I don't think you did. I don't think it means anything to you. But to me, that meant a whole lot. It sure fucking did. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. Hang on. You. Come on. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. That means I'm sitting in the cell. Ooh, on a cool overcast morning. It's great. It's not raining now. It uh, could very well rain later on the day. It's about 9 a.m. First race starts at 9.30, but it's uh, it's pretty quiet. The Saturday night's always the party night. And, uh, wow. An amazingly good... Ah, amazingly good. They're all good. I love fireworks. <laughs> when a tree and you're sitting in a comfortable chair and you're looking up at the sky and you're just getting these shower of colors and shapes and uh, sizzles, uh, you can't go wrong. I was amazed at how some people didn't even bother to look, sat around the campfire where I was. So I guess I'll go backwards. Uh, um, the evening came along, and I had been invited to join um, Donnie. Donnie's a gentleman I met four years ago who uh, had this beautiful vintage uh, motorhome called Honey. Honey is here now, but it's not Donnie's anymore. He sold it to his buddy. And the buddy is quite a character. So it was the buddy who invited me. Hey, come on and join our party. You know, we got a big big fire and people just sit around drinking. So, yeah, that's, uh, that sounds good to me. And then I, I sat here. Evening wore on, and um, I was very content just sitting outside. After the storm, you know, it was, I, I like just the fresh air and being in the open this whole weekend. Um, but it went through my head, and I remembered, I thought back to the party in Nigeria that uh, the doctors had, and I was invited, and I didn't go. I just, something happened. I, I remember the excuse then, and I've told this story. 
was that a taxi came and the bright headlights shot across my path and I turned around and went home. And I was that easily thrown off course by a passing taxi, which was stupid, but that's what happened. Or that was my excuse. And so, remembering that, I was not going to have any regrets about not at least going over today. So I took a walk, and uh, on the way back, saw four guys in uniforms, the kind of things you wear uh, when you're um, part of a team. You know, everybody here is... uh, you got your colors, your jackets, your colors, your team owner in the back or whatever. So, okay, they look like the right guys. And uh, and then I walked into this, like a square, right in the middle of the field. And you've got a picture in Old Western where they circle the wagons. And that's exactly what this was. There were four sides. And so it made a perfect square the way the motorhomes are parked all sort of at the doors, sort of facing in. And then in the center, a ring of chairs and a big barrel for fire. Um, and a table set up. I mean, it was really organized. The awnings were out and, you know, the kids in these trailers, big trailers, a lot of kids, uh, families, you know, couples. So it was um, pretty organized. Anyway, I, I, I stroll in. Nobody greets me. Nobody says anything. I see the guy who's invited me, but he's not looking. He's busy talking to somebody, and I and I just feel a little awkward that I can't really, I can't just say hi. <laughs> uh, and I didn't see Donnie, the guy, the guy I knew. So I left and um, thought about it <laughs> more, and figured no, give it another try. So later on, I went back, and I figured, I don't want to drag my big heavy chair. Um, and I, you know, you got to show up with a beer. I didn't have to, but I did. A Guinness. And so I brought my little footstool, this little thing I use as a footstool. It's just a little collapsible triangle, a tripod, you know, three little things. And it's a tiny little thing. I figured, okay, that'll at least look like I'm bringing a chair. So I see an opening in the circle beside my new friend, the owner of Honey. Um... And I set it up, go to sit down. Of course, remember, it's very hard for me to bend, and this is really close to the ground. Well, immediately as I sat down, I'm flat on my back, you know. The the chair's collapsed under me. I'm lying flat on my back, and the whole circle is watching. This stranger, (laughs) well, my new buddy, you know doesn't really help so much as impart some advice that he thinks is very important. That chair's too small for you. That's no 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 that's you gotta you gotta get a big chair. That's no no that that one's way too small. No, that's too small for you. You gotta get a big chair. So <laughs> wasn't much help. It wasn't like you know he eyed an empty chair and said, Why don't you sit over there? It was just, no, you got to, meaning go home. That was stupid. Go home, get a chair, come back. Well, I didn't really feel like doing that. So I stood up, you know, somebody in the circle made a joke. Why don't you sit over here? That way you'll be rolling downhill, like, you know, right into the fire. 
So, <laughs> no, no, no sympathy in this group for Man with a Cane, okay? Otherwise, during the day, everybody's gone out of their way. People have been super. But this particular, there's a little bit of ice in this circle, you know, about strangers, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, some guy called uh, Nicky, named after Nicky Lada, known as Nick. Uh, Nick says you want a beer. Something like that. I don't know. I'm standing. I'm listening. I, I just I stood and listened awkwardly, leaning on my cane. And uh, am I making this story too long? I'm sorry. Uh, it was just awkward standing there. Finally, I don't know. I say something. Well, I better go back and get a chair or something like that. I'm thinking John Wayne here. And um, he's, no, no, no. Lots of them all around here. And he goes over to some woman who's got, uh, you know, chairs outside her, right on her little patio. And grabs one for me. And she says, oh, yeah, yeah, take it. And then, of course, he spills beer on it, and she wipes it off. And I have that chair. So suddenly, I'm not in the circle. I'm outside. And I move it because there's a gap. We've got a, there's a lady there with a guitar and, like, a, a an amp and uh, a proper microphone. And, like, she's like a pro. And she's going to sing. So I'm like, okay. So I move the chair over. And I'm sitting four feet back from the circle. But there's an opening beside this woman and it's aiming straight at the fire. So I line myself up. So in other words, I've got a perfect back row seat facing the fire and close enough to hear the singer. And she sang quite beautifully and played beautifully. So I'm good in that chair. There's nobody else sitting anywhere near me. I'm just this in isolation, this little orbital planet around this fire. But hey, this is exactly where I want to be. And that's when Nikki comes by. Uh, you, when you finish that Guinness, you want a beer? So I wait on that, and I think, yeah, how about if I, before I finish the Guinness? So I park the, the Guinness in a little slot and get one of the sponsor's beers. And he says, when you finish that one, you can have try the other one, the yellow one. He's only referred to them as green and yellow. Uh, not very good beer. I, uh, can't remember. I think it's Ottawa Valley, Ottawa Valley somewhere. Anyway, they're free. They got the team has sponsored them. Everybody's got more beer than they can handle. Um, so I finished that beer. I got a second beer. Meanwhile, this guy says, "Hey, you hungry? You want something to eat?" He said that earlier than the beer. And I'm looking. They've got these great big sausages on the table, and I'm thinking, you know, that's, they're not going to last forever. But I don't really want to eat a sausage. A couple of guys picked them up and just ate them, you know, cold, just, you know, like a, like a banana. And I'm not going to do that. So I pick up some napkins, come back, and I put it in my pocket. And I'm thinking, here, here we go. I've got a couple of free beer. i got a big sausage in my bo- pocket for breakfast this morning. Um, and then, of course, he says, how's that, how's that beer? Oh, just finished. So he hands me a new one, and this one I don't open, I bring back. So I did this in honor of my buddy Bruce, uh, sort of as a joke, like to arrive and, and make a clown scene, like fall on your back, you know, first act. And then next thing you know, you've got yourself a prize chair, you've got a perfect view, and it was a perfect view of the fireworks, you didn't even have to move, it was exactly in line over the, uh, just there's a clearing, bam. It was absolutely perfect. And uh, so to come back with a beer and a sausage, I thought I scored pretty well that game. I guess that's it, folks. Race is going to start in a while. I'm looking. Now, yesterday I told you I got all the way to what unofficially is Moss Corner. 
but uh, 5A and 5B. And I think I'm going to ask for a ride up there where the bleachers are. I found my wife had given me one of these things that you use to sit on bleachers. You know, it's Pennzoil oil, bright yellow with a strap. Gee, you could even put something in there. I could carry a can in there. Uh, it's great. And you sling that over your shoulder, and you got yourself a nice, comfortable seat when you're sitting on the bleachers. So this is the first time I've ever used it. Uh, it's a new addition. And things like this, you know, when you're camping, going to races, things like this, little things make a huge difference. Like, you haven't heard me talk about Huron, the Huron poker because I don't need my Huron poker now. I, there's no fire I'm tending. But now we got the Pennzoil Racing. Hey, okay, that's a new piece of equipment. That's good. Anyway, I'm just about finished my beer. I, sorry, coffee. I got uh, cornflakes and banana on the go, or mixed cereal. Uh, and then I've got to decide if I clear the counter space to, to save this sausage for lunch, maybe. Might be a good idea. And I know I technically I could stay overnight tonight go back Monday, but I should go tonight. But, I, you know, it's, uh, it's getting into the evening. The races don't finish till about 6. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, it's uh, you're truly a Scarborough dude just catching up. And um, more, more, more last night. And I guess maybe I have to give some of the credit to the cookies I eat. But goddamn, just feeling at one with with life, I, and I, I mean, <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, I, I can't say that too lightly. It's just wow, uh, and it's it's uh, it's like a, a trick. It's sort of like okay, I've learned, and I think I'm going to continue to get better at this, better at tuning in, better at being in the now. <sighs> Scammer dude. Standing out from inside his road trek with the door open and uh, people just starting to mosey around. I see a few of those carts taking people to various corners. So uh, I think that'll be my plan. Dress warmly because it could easily, you know, once I'm stranded there, it could easily rain. Make sure I got enough warm clothing. And, uh, you know, get my gear in order and then maybe head off. Bye for now. Okay, just to give you a little bit of the, uh, the sounds, that's from the, the door open in my road trek. I've been up at corner two, uh, standing against the fence. I didn't bring a chair up this time, just standing, leaning, and uh, quite close to the track at that point before it uh, goes down into corner two. And, uh, wow, the noise. This is the uh, NASCAR Pinty Series. It's quite a race. I've been watching my friend Donnie's uh, car that he's involved in, number 31. And uh, a few good battles. Uh, I mentioned before I really like the fact that um, there are so many French Canadians here. And just to hear the language walking through the you know paddock area at night... 
And um, I guess there's quite a series of races, uh, you know, all over the place. Trois-Rivières and saint and uh, other places. Anyway, <sighs> a little tired. It's, uh, I've, I've had a full day already. It's only, I don't know, what, two in the afternoon, two, three. This is the second to last race of the weekend. We lost <laughs> most of the races yesterday afternoon. They just wiped out with that uh, storm. I've been seeing pictures posted. Holy fuck. Bon Echo, the park my son was at last weekend, got hit full force by this uh, storm. A lot of damage and pictures of like trees right down on the roof of uh, camper vans and uh, anything could happen. So, uh, hey, that's, uh, that's life. Anyway, I'm, uh, it's so cozy to come back here. It's a mess, but, you know, I got my bed in the back. I could just stretch out a bit. Got a lot of books with me. Food galore. So I am going to, uh, I, I called Naoko and said I'm going to stay another night. I'm boxed in so much I couldn't get out anyway until these cars start moving. Uh, but I may as well just stay put and uh, leave tomorrow morning. You know, it's not raining. It's still very cold. I'm glad I bought uh, an extra coat, extra pants. I mean, you got to be prepared. Phew. Okay. That's it. Now, do I take my uh, shoes and, uh, you know, that brace off and make myself very comfortable? Or am I going to go out again? I'm tempted to venture towards the uh, pits. Nah, I don't, I'm, you know, the food is crazily overpriced. And uh, no, 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 I'm just going to stay here for a little bit. Scabber dude, a very contented old man. Did I even mention destiny and uh, grace? I think that's what I was supposed to talk about. All right. If I have already, I'll listen back and I'll disconnect or chop off this part, okay? Um, when I went up to corner two, uh, well, sorry, five, corner five, Moss Corner, uh, you know, flagged down one of the vehicles, the little shuttles, took me up there. And uh, it was nasty. I was sitting in the bleachers and I watched two young girls came up and they were just friendly and fun and laughing Wearing big overalls. and these It's just nice to see young people. I had thought maybe they're teenagers. Turns out they're not. But um, it was raining and nasty. And one family had to leave. But they had set up a big tent structure. And there's five chairs under it. So they called out to the two girls. Uh, one of the guys. I guess they had chatted with him. They would borrowed a towel from him or something. And he said, hey, we're, we're going to be gone for an hour. You can sit here under this tarp, you know, if you like. So they get up. Hey, thanks. And before anybody else can do anything, I call out, is there room for an old man there? And it was just one of those, again, you know, you could sit quietly and think, oh, I wish I had have gone there. But you can't just join them. But made a joke out of it. And he said, sure, go ahead. And, you know, introduced myself to the girls. And we had a wonderful chat. They're both in construction out of uh, Bracebridge, I think. 
um, you know, working their way up to be certified or, you know, with tickets for uh, carpenters. And they love the work. Uh, and they were they were just lovely creatures. So it was just another one of those little nice exchanges, even though I was soaking wet sitting there. It was just uh, a part of the friendliness that is Mossport. I wish I could capture it better than I'm doing, but uh, you can, you can, nobody has to be afraid to talk to anybody. You know, you might, yesterday I talked to somebody and he was French and he had a little trouble understanding me and that was fine. I just my fault for not having done better in French or being able to carry on a conversation. But uh, you can just chat with, with anybody. And it's nice. And people are here for sort of a common reason. Hey, it's fun just to camp at the races. All right. Leave it at that. I'm going to get maybe something to eat, something to drink, something to I think I'm going to have some more of that uh, marijuana cookie, too. Yeah, since I'm not driving today. Scarborough Dude! Signing out. I'll get back to uh, Zen Soup. Well, no, why don't I make this worth your time? There was a chapter on creativity... Oh, here's one on wonder. Uh, the wonder is good. But the creativity... You know, maybe I already read that one. Self-confidence. It's just such a great book. Yeah, I did the creativity one, didn't I? Letting go. Oh, there's the other one. Letting go. Gosh. What a what a great book. Zen Soup. Scabber Dude, signing out. Bye for now. Check, check. I hope this is uh, working. It is midnight on, uh, well, the Sunday night, going into Monday morning of the uh, May 2-4 long weekend. And boy, oh boy, have I ever had a fine celebration of this weekend. And I don't say that in a bragging tone or wanting to sound like a braggart. Um, it's just been a most fucking amazing, goddamn good fucking weekend. I don't know any other way to put it. I'm looking. <laughs> I got a pair of blue jeans hanging from uh, a center hook in my front at my front windscreen. I've never, I've never seen that before. I got a black coat draped over the chair. Both were soaking wet from the typhoon, and uh, not the typhoon. The the fucking touchdown, spin around, you know, tornado that hit us here and a good part of Ontario. Holy fuck! This was a uh, this is a historic weekend. That was that was for real. Um, all those things. So anyway, I had my time here and it has been glorious. I will confess I'm probably drunk now. I say that as I reach for the, um, special, uh, bottle or can of beer celebrating Mossport you know, opening in 1961, now, 
races ended today. The, the last race didn't happen. There were so many drivers injured from previous races in that category. They decided it wasn't fair to race points, you know, against those who couldn't compete. So there wasn't a last race. I thought I'd fallen asleep and missed it, but it never happened. Um, the last race I saw was the one that was uh, was quite exciting. And which I may attach to the end of this podcast a 25-minute clip, which will be nothing except for the audio recording of the race play-by-play announcements. I found it very interesting. And so once that starts, once you hear a radio announcer, that will mark the end of the podcast for those of you who don't want to listen. But some of you, I'm suspecting even somebody like as quirky as Jason in Tennessee, might think it'd be interesting to listen to. So I'm going to include that. But right now, I want to just talk about how tonight ended. I went back to Donnie's place. Donnie, this is the... Beatty family that has the uh, business and now is co-owners of a team. So this is the same Tony I met four years ago with that wonderful bus who had his own shop and uh, served uh, service tanks in Afghanistan for the Canadian military. Interesting, interesting guy. Is now here with a vehicle that I cannot believe that he's had for three years. A huge motorhome amazing amazing to see like it's it's like it's a castle you know you only special invites get in there but i reconnected with donnie and rejoined his party again tonight because they they this is where they they arranged for trailers facing each other so they've got a, a, a contained square and Boy, boy, oh boy, that was fun. I, I was at the point where I was just reaching into, I know which, um, they ran out of the sponsored beer. They were down to Coors. I know which containers had the Coors. It was Donnie's Coors. So I, I had a few of Donnie's Coors. I sat by the fire, uh, talked to the people who lent me the chair last night. I had wonderful conversations, feeling good, feeling high, feeling in it, of it. And eventually decided it's time to walk home. I'd been there a long time, talked to a lot of people, heard a lot of interesting stories about topics I know nothing about. Walking down the lane, and then there's a little campfire, just oh, just in the campsite next to mine, sort of between where I had just come from, the bigger gathering, and where my RV is parked. A couple asked me, oh, stop by. And I stop, and we start talking, and next thing, they're getting a chair for me and getting a beer for me. And I have had the most wonderful, 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 wonderful conversation with (laughs) strangers I've met at Mossport. More people. In particular, this dear woman who runs a restaurant in Oshawa. I can't remember the name, but I'm going to find out. And knows Ron Fellows, who owns this track. 
uh, runs a, 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 a catering business for the track here, identifies herself as a waitress from Newfoundland, left Newfoundland when she was 17, a kind, caring, warm-hearted, wonderful person. We hugged. <laughs> Uh, we just, it was just, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful. And it was another time when I, I cried again. I cried for the joy of meeting a stranger who I didn't know, but who was a kind person. That's what I cried for. I don't cry for my friends. I know my friends are good and special. But when you meet a stranger and you feel that connection, that bond, that this is a good person and they're just who they are and they're different, but they're good, and I'm glad they're here. That's sure how I felt tonight. And, um, yeah, it, it's almost cheap to try and describe it. But it was it was genuinely beautiful and heartwarming for both of us. It was, it was a wonderful way for her to end her, her day and a wonderful way for me to end my day. And now I cheapen this whole fucking thing by telling you about it. Anyway, yes, I am a little drunk. I am a little high. I am uh, what I am. And I know what I am. To some degree. Scarborough dude going to make himself stop talking right now. Because you've probably had enough. <sighs> oh. It has been such a great, great weekend. One to remember, one that each, it's its like each further step is taking me, I'm walking into a new reality. It's like that scene in, in um, uh, 2001 where he wakes up in this clearly created room that's not quite real. And I'm stepping into life, largely, and feeling its realness. And I'm pretty excited and pretty damn happy about that. And it's happening. The more I do it, the more it's happening. This just, hey, let's be real right now. All right. I better end on that note before I spoil anything that may have had any kind of value. I'm sitting here. The lights are on. The lights are red. I'm happy, happy, happy to be in my road trek. I'm happy about all the developments. And I'm happy about the little push and tips and uh, hints I've been getting from Zen Soup. On top of it all. Goodbye. At the same time, they really need to not make a huge mistake and throw away a good finish, Pat. Well, interesting. They just elected to have that flatbed push the 96 car up the Andretti straightaway and back here to the pits. That'll speed things up as the field continues to run in back of that Canadian Tire Motorsport Park safety car. Uh, still a couple of damp spots showing here on the racetrack, but boy, it is about 90% dry all the way around. And now we're looking at the 47 of L.P. Dumoulin, 
Looks like he has stopped on the racetrack. Has he run out of fuel, or is there a mechanical issue here now with the driver uh, who was sitting in second? So he's rolling that car backwards. It is possible that when you change, not elevation, but if you go on a steep incline, these car, these engines don't like it. They can run themselves out of fuel or load themselves up with fuel. I'm not smart enough to try to explain myself through that, but that's the only reason I could think that he would try to let the car roll back and, and come to a level position, unless he was trying to bump start himself in reverse. And here's Brandon Watson, car number nine. Looks like uh, he is going to come on to pit road, and they're going to go to some fresh rubber here late as we continue to run under the full course yellow. Try to get an update on L.P. Dumoulin, who may have run into some kind of a mechanical issue or perhaps out of fuel, and that is at the entrance into Moss Corner just before 5A, where that car is parked, and they're going to have to get it out of there before they look to go back to green to get this one completed. That is 50 laps completed. We're on the 51st and final lap of this eBay Motors 200, and we're going overtime here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. I can't imagine, Pat, fuel being a problem. These teams pitted about when they normally do for fuel. We're used to seeing them run laps in the 124, 125 second range when the race is under green on a dry racetrack. They were five seconds off the pace. So they just weren't turning the RPMs that would take that much fuel. Let's see if LP Dumoulin, if that car fires in the first five to ten seconds of being pushed, then obviously it stalled and he didn't have the power to, to get the car started again. If it doesn't, something is dead in the 47 machine, whether it's electrical, whether it's fuel. We won't know until they come into the pits and they either go to the car with a fuel can or they go under the hood, but they just got them pushed off before the pace vehicle got to them, so I'm not sure how fast the push truck is going to go, but LP Dumo's probably been in the car waving them on, saying, hey, come on, let's beat the field back there, get me down pit road, because if it is that he's out of fuel, he's got the opportunity to fuel up and get out quicker than the field, but not if the tow truck goes that slow that the pace car stays right behind them. Well, right now, that safety car driver electing to stay right behind the flat pad safety truck has, uh, has not gone around on that back straightaway. So we'll see what happens here with L.P. Dumoulin, but I think uh, this is going to cost him any shot he may have had at the win as the field makes its way back on around. We show just four cars on the lead lap, 74, Kevin Lacroix, 59, Gary Clute, 18, Alex Tagliani, and the rookie, Daniel Bois, who has done just an incredible job. One of those four drivers is not going to the victory podium. So there are three tickets, four drivers to be decided here in what will be a very interesting conclusion to the eBay Motors 200 at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And again, uh, a tip of the announcer's cap to all of our fans who have hung with us all weekend long after a, a very challenging day yesterday. 
and uh, some rains earlier, but it has uh, dried up, and we're in for quite a conclusion to the Seabay Motors 200 as the field works its way back on the start-finish straightaway. This will be lap number 51 going up on the board, but we're going overtime here in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Let's talk about some interesting facts here. Daniel Bois, I don't know that he has ever missed a race in the NASCAR Pinty Series at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. He's been a driver coach, he's been a spotter, He's been a crew member. He's, he's been to all of the races here, driving from Bracebridge, Ontario. Uh, he's driven here, but this is his best opportunity as a, at a good finish. So he's listed as a rookie, but he has lots of experience coaching people to better results. Just a great young man and a fun story with that MBS Motorsports. They're going to run all of the road races this season. Uh, someone came along who was interested in racing. Wanted Daniel to get behind the wheel, and we'll see what they elect to do. But they are going to run the road courses this year, and what a fantastic showing here today. Well, they did put fuel into the number 47 car of L.P. Dumoulin, but right now it looks as though they're having problems getting the car to refire, and he sits on pit road. Dumoulin is being shown in tents, so... Uh, he has gone uh, one lap down at least for the moment, so no shot when it looked as though uh, when that full course yellow came out that, hey, he was about 10 seconds back of Lacroix on the racetrack, but that full course yellow gave him a shot at the win, and then shortly after that is where he pulled to a stop going into Moss Corner. Looks like the car is back underway, but... Uh, no chance at the win. That's going to come down to these four drivers. So Dexter Stacy just came by our position in turn number 10. So he got the free pass and he was released. Yeah, he won't be able to catch up. The field on the back straightaway. So Dexter Stacy is still going to be quite a ways behind. But running in the fifth spot, LP Dumoulin, I don't know how they could wind up that far off on their fuel calculations. That is shocking. But we are doubled up behind the pace car. The lights are out on the pace car. We are going to go back to green flag racing. And Kevin Lacroix is lined up on the left side of the racetrack. That, uh, safety car now will accelerate away. 59, Gary Clute. 74, Kevin Lacroix, Alex Tagliani, 18, and 31, rookie Daniel Bois to decide it. The pace car on pit road, Adam. Coming through turn number 10 at a slow pace. Kevin Lacroix to driver's left. Gary Clute on the right-hand side as they roll towards the start-finish line. Another interesting fact as we take the green since they've gone on to slick tires, the other three cars on the lead lap have all turned faster laps than our race leader, Kevin Lacroix. We're back underway. Alex Tagliani goes from that second row all the way up to the second. Tagliani challenging for the lead in a turn number two, and Tag grabs the lead. Here comes Lacroix battling back. They'll go side by side into turn number three, and Lacroix will reestablish the lead. 59, Gary Clute. 
right there in third. They'll go side by side for second. So Tagliani gave it a shot, just couldn't get around. Now Gary Clute applies the pressure to Tagliani. They're side by side down towards turn number five. Clute to the inside with the preferred groove. He'll slide up into that second position. Kevin Lacroix out in front by three or four car lengths. Yellow is being displayed on it. We have a full course yellow once again. So something happened towards the back. Oh my goodness. Multi-car get off here in turn number three. Multi-cars. It is uh, Peter Clute involved, 47. L.P. Dumoulin also involved along with the eighth car of Ray Jr. Courtemage. So those three drivers into the tire wall in turn number three. That was towards the back of the field. We were focusing on that incredible battle going on at the front. And over here in turn number three, it's going to be... Uh, a few minutes getting this car of Cordemash out of there. Looks like he's got a flat left rear. The front of the car really crunched up. And once again, we're under the full course yellow. So we go double overtime. I'll tell you, the happiest driver in the facility right now is the driver of the Bullies Truck Stop 92 of Dexter Stacy. He had gotten the free pass, but he was all the way at the back of the field, had no chance of contending. Now with this yellow, he's going to line up for this restart in row number three, right up there with the race leaders. LP Montour, unofficially, will get the free pass and get back onto the lead lap. He'll be in the same position as Dexter Stacy was. He'll be about half a lap behind when they take the green. Flatbed truck leaving its position here at turn number 10, heading up to three. The uh, safety team is over there as well. As looks like, was that Matthew Scannell who came on a pit road? Somebody just jumped on a pit road. But again, uh, they line up here. It'll be a few minutes while they get things cleaned up over there by turn number three. Boy, that has been a, a real action spot this weekend. That, of course, where Trayton Lapsovich Went off in practice yesterday, and now three cars involved. Uh, Gary, uh, pardon me, Peter Clute in car number 647 uh, up uh, in there as well was the LP Dumoulin car, but getting the worst of that exchange was the eight car of Cordemash, who right now I think is being shown in about... Uh, 22nd among the drivers as we said Sam Fellows uh, did get back out onto the racetrack he's uh, got nine laps completed but he spent uh, most of the afternoon either on pit road or back there in the uh, paddock area trying to fix whatever the problem was uh, with that number 98 race car Kevin Lacroix, Gary Clute, Alex Tagliani and Daniel Bois and Dexter Stacy looks like uh, those five drivers to settle it once we're able to get things cleared up over there at turn number three and prepare to uh, go back to racing. It'll be uh, green flag, white flag, checkered flag. Hopefully we don't need to go to a triple overtime here, Adam. And uh, Adam, an interesting uh, lineup of races this year in the NASCAR Pinty Series. We get to come back here on Labor Day weekend, but uh, you guys are also going out to Newfoundland uh, to the oval track out there. That'll be interesting. 
Yeah, I've never been to Newfoundland. I'd, I'd like to talk to a few of these uh, drivers and see how many of us have never been that far east in our country. We're excited for that. Uh, the first ever dirt race in the history of the series as we go to Ashwikin Speedway for a midweek show in August. It's so nice to get back to a real national touring series. It's been a tough few years. And of course, yeah, you've got the western swing going out to Alberta and Saskatchewan. And great to see the series back at Delaware Speedway as well. That was certainly the, the heart and soul of the old Cascar series. And now that uh, Delaware Speedway becomes uh, one of the real traditional fixtures now on the uh, series. So they are going to throw the red flag here for the moment. As the safety car is stopped just before the start-finish line, car number six, Peter Clute, is on pit road after being involved over there in that incident at turn number three, along with L.P. Dumoulin. They're about to load the Courtemash, the number eight car, up out of that flatbed, so shouldn't be more than a couple of minutes before uh, we're ready to go over there in turn number three. No, it shouldn't be long, and I'll tell you what, Pat, I don't know why, but in the last two years, a lot of dirt racing fans went to Delaware Speedway for the big year-end event last year. A lot of oval track fans came here to CTMP over the last couple of years and experienced road racing. I've never seen more diversity among the race fans. It used to be road racing fans were road racing fans, and they came here for the big events, and they would never think of going to an oval track. We see more and more of that, and then get the dirt racing fans who would never go to watch a pavement race. We're seeing a lot more crossover, and I'm not sure if it's because throughout the pandemic, there was only so much racing to be seen, so people took advantage when you could go away for a weekend, no matter what the racing was. I've always enjoyed all of it, and it's great to hear these race fans and meet these race fans and say, hey, I've never been to CTMP before, but man, this is a lot of fun. I don't know why we never came out here. To that end, I strongly encourage you CTMP fans, if you've never been to a big oval race weekend, Delaware Speedway at the end of September, I'm pretty sure it doesn't conflict with anything going on here at CTMP. Go on out. You might enjoy it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to uh, Delaware Speedway, but always enjoyed the, the racing there on that oval. And uh, sad news, of course, uh, over the last year that uh, one of the crown jewels of our oval tracks here, uh, what was uh, Cayuga uh, Speedway and then uh, became Jucasa Speedway, uh, closing down, unfortunate. And, uh, you know, it's becoming a little bit challenging at times for race organizations to find the facilities uh, where you want to run uh, races, but... NASCAR Pinty Series have done uh, a great job, and I think that race out in Newfoundland is a great addition to their uh, championship. And, of course, uh, great to have the series visit Canadian Tire Motorsport Park a couple of times here in 2022. Look forward to coming back here in September on Labor Day weekend and working with you. We'll be back here in about a month for the Varac. Uh, big weekend, that'll be Father's Day weekend, uh, June the 17th, 18th, and 19th. And then after that, Canada Day, again, great to have the uh, IMSA WeatherTech 
Sports Car Championship back here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. That'll be July 1, 2, 3. And then uh, we'll have the traditional stop here, August 12, 13, and 14. The Triple Header Superbike Weekend. The CSBK that opens uh, their championship on the June 11th, 12th weekend at uh, Grand Bend Motorplex. But then the final round of that series where the championships will be decided August 12th, 13th, and 14th. And then Labor Day weekend, we'll do it all over again here in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Along with the Toyo Tires F1600 Championship that will be part of that weekend. We'll also have the Nissan Sentra Cup Series back along with the Fell Motorsports uh, uh, double of the Radical Cup uh, cars along with Sports Car Championship Canada. So the car of Ray Jr. Cordemash on its way back here to the paddock. Uh, his afternoon is over. Had been sitting there in about the 22nd position with 44 laps completed. And I would think uh, in about uh, a few minutes they will roll these cars on the start-finish straightaway and look to go green flag, white flag, checkered flag to wrap this one up. Kevin Lacroix, 74, 59, Gary Clute, 18, Alex Tagliani, 31, Daniel Bois, and hopefully Dexter Stacy. Those five drivers all with 53 laps completed to decide the, uh, the win here this afternoon. Pat, I want your opinion on something. What, what do you make of the fact... Kevin Lacroix has, has been dominant. Marc-Antoine Cameron got out to a great start, but since Kevin Lacroix got out front, untouchable. His best lap time is a 129.577. It is slower than everybody else behind him. Gary Clute has gone two seconds faster. Alex Tagliani has gone a second faster with a 128.483. Same with Daniel Bois, 128.444. The point being, is Kevin Lacroix saved his equipment a little bit? Or is it possible these other cars are just faster on a dry track setup than the 74? Well, I was impressed with the move that Tagliani made going for the lead on that uh, first restart and uh, didn't quite work out. And uh, that allowed Clute to come back and challenge him for second. And that it was shortly after that that we had the full course yellow when uh, those three cars went off in turn number three. But uh, we are rolling again. The safety car has uh, made its way down through turn number one. We're just minutes away. There's DJ Kennington. Kennington uh, showing there just inside of the top ten. He did get fresh rubber. So, DJ, I think uh, they're going to look to try to pick up a few spots and climb as far up that group of drivers that are right now sitting a lap uh, down, including L.P. Montour, who is sixth, Trayton Lapsovich, who is seventh, the one of J.P. Bergeron in eighth, 84 Larry Jackson in ninth. He's having a pretty good run here in that eBay Motors O'Neill Electric-sponsored entry, and then G DJ Kennington rounding out your top 10. The 9 of Brandon Watson is 11th. 
And then L.P. Dumoulin, who looked like he was going to be part of that dash to the checkered flag when he ran out of fuel at Moss Corner, is showing in the uh, 12th place position. But he is two lap, uh, check that, no, just one lap down for Dumoulin. Adam? We've got a little bit of controversy, Pat. Lined up for the free pass is L.P. Montour. But as you can see now, the one of J.P. Bergeron has pulled up. Their team is contending. They should be in the free pass position, not the 13 of Montour. I don't know if the 13 of L.P. Montour just dropped back with the lap down cars. No, he didn't. He has already passed the pace car and is heading back to rejoin the field. So timing and scoring is having to sort out, and it looks like Bergeron is being sent to the tail end of the line. So whatever their argument was, whatever their discussion was, and it's very clear on timing and scoring because you go back to the last completed lap. So I'm trying to think. If they took the green flag and immediately went yellow, you would go by the scoring lineup at the start-finish line. So you actually wouldn't, in that case, go back to the previous lap. It's a quirky rule with an NASCAR restart. When the leader restarts the race and crosses the timing and scoring line, how they cross the line at that point counts uh, in terms of going. So if a yellow falls immediately after, and it is really hard to explain, but it's how the timing and scoring works. So they'll be able to check electronically how that should have worked out. So we'll trust that the officials got it bang on, but J.P. Bergeron a little bit disappointed in that number one. Meanwhile, L.P. Montour is halfway around the racetrack, back on the lead lap. And Dexter Stacy right there, lined up on the inside of row number three. As the field makes its way out of turn number ten, the safety car is on pit road. This time, Kevin Lacroix refires on the inside. He gets up to speed down the front straightaway, pulls up in front of Gary Clute in the 59. They race through turn number one. Lacroix leading the way over Clute, Tagliani, Bois, and Dexter Stacy. Cut up up under that move, Champion Bridge into turn number two. It is Lacroix. Here comes Tagliani looking for a way around. He'll dive in on the inside. Alex Tagliani and 59, Gary Clute, those three drivers going at it for the lead. And it is the 59 of Gary Clute who has grabbed the lead as they work into turn number four. Gary Clute with a great run off of three through turn four, down into turns five, A, B, C. Dexter Stacy to the inside of Bois, but it's Gary Clute out in front in the number 59. And Gary Clute will open up four or five car lengths on 74. Kevin Lacroix, who comes under fire from 18, Alex Tagliani. We're going to have we're gonna have another yellow. I'm sorry, Pat. We've got two cars rolling to a stop. DJ Kennington is one of them. I believe Peter Clute might have been another one. And if they come to a dead stop on the back straightaway, I, I don't know how they leave it green, but we're about to to find out we're still under green for the time being out of turn number nine into 10 it is gary clute 74 lacroix 18 tagliani and then the 92 of dexter stacy and there's the white last lap flag so this one is going to go to the checkered flag one way or the other front running gary clute 59 a couple of car lengths over kevin lacroix as they go under that champion move bridge at turn number two and Lacroix trying to find a way around Clute, but he's got several car lengths. Gary Clute getting a great drive off of turn two. He's your leader going into three. Gary Clute just blistered a 126 flat. 
two seconds quicker than anyone has gone all day long on this racetrack. Kevin Lacroix was just a few tenths of a second slower. He's still within striking position as they head down into the Moss hairpin and onto the long Mario Andretti back straight away. Kevin Lacroix is in position to make a move. Kevin Lacroix to within a car length and a half of Gary Clute. They'll move around. That car that stopped on turn 5C up the Andretti straightaway. Tagliani in car number 18 sitting there in third. Here's Kevin Lacroix. He'll try to make the move as they come under the Canadian tire bridge. Lacroix takes a look on the inside of Clute in a turn 8. And Clute will throw the block. Lacroix making the move through turn number 8. He couldn't do it. To the inside of 9. Contact. Oh, Gary Clute into the wall. Kevin Lacroix goes by on the inside. He is loose off of turn number 10. The eBay Motors 200 goes to Kevin Lacroix. Tagliani's second. Dexter Stacy with a career best third. Gary Clute looks like he is going to limp home fourth. And I am astonished at how stupid it was to keep racing with a car stopped on the backstretch. Well, they'll be questioning that for a while. But Kevin Lacroix takes the win. Uh, Adam, there was definitely some hard contact on the short shoot between turns 9 and 10 involving Kevin Lacroix and Gary Clute as Lacroix was trying to muscle that red number 74 car around. There was definitely hard contact between those drivers. Gary Clute forced off the racetrack here in turn number 10. He did uh, continue on and finishes here in fourth, but it is Kevin Lacroix, 74, your winner. Second going to 18, Alex Tagliani. And third is the 92 of Dexter Stacy. And here is Clute. He has closed right up on 74, Kevin Lacroix. And he's going to pull up alongside as they go through turn 5C. And evidently, Gary Clute not happy with what happened there coming out of turn number 9 between turns 9 and 10. And evidently must have said something to Lacroix as he uh, pulled up alongside in car number 59. But there was no contact uh, that time between the two drivers. But they certainly was at the end of that race as Kevin Lacroix dove in on the inside going into turn number 8. Try to get around the 59 of Gary Clute. He was right on his rear bumper coming through 9. And there was hard contact as they came in at turn number 10, pushing Gary Clute 59 off the racetrack. And 74, Kevin Lacroix was uh, able to bring that car back across the line for the victory over Alex Tagliani. The margin of victory, 0.545 of a second. Dexter Stacy, an uh, absolutely great run to finish third. As Kevin Lacroix takes the uh, checkered flag, he's about to get in his victory lap here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Gary Clute does come home here in fourth, and LP Montour in car number 13 will finish in fifth. Sixth will go to 20, Trayton Lapsovich, along with his win at the opening round at Sunset last Saturday unofficially Lapsovich should still be the points leader after two rounds of the series a great run back up through the field by LP Dumoulin in car number 47 he finishes 
in the seventh place spot. Rookie Brandon Watson in car number nine in eighth. Rookie J.P. Bergeron, car number one, finishes ninth. And then rounding out your top ten was 84, Larry Jackson, followed by D.J. Kennington in 11th. 12th will go to the 31 of Daniel Bois. 13th was the 3 of Brett Taylor. 14th was 96, Mark Antoine Cameron. 15th, 64, Mark Dilly. 16th was the 2 of T.J. Renamato. 17th was 6, Peter Clute. 18th was Glenn Styers, 19th Wallace Stacy in the 66, and then rounding out your top 20, Brian Cathcart in car number 71. So 74, Kevin Lacroix on his way here to the victory podium at the east end of the paddock, but right now he's savoring every moment here as he uh, takes that Lacroix tuning. Uh, car through turn 5B, about to head up the Andretti straightaway, following a win here in round number two of the NASCAR Pinty Series. And again, uh, they'll get things organized over there at the victory podium. And we will have the uh, presentations with uh, Adam Ross uh, coming up in a few minutes. But it has been a wild and woolly weekend in many ways here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Want to thank all of the race fans who came out to join us here. And, uh, of course, uh, we all had uh, a very difficult afternoon here at the racetrack.